Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, he joins <laughs> us on the McDonald Jones Homes open line. Uh, Butes, good morning. What's happening? Oh, boys, I, I nearly fell asleep waiting for you all. Waiting for you all to get to me. Where are you going there, boys? <laughs> Oh, we're on fire, mate. Uh, wish you were here with us because you would absolutely love this. Um, I've, got to say, this I've, got to say, I've got to say, boys, I was so impressed with the lineup that you've got there, Moose. And, uh, you know, talking about Kerry Potas, and, you know, you think about going back to that Olympics back in 2000, it put beach volleyball on the map. And what better way to do it than by taking out a gold medal, those two ladies? Just absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, just uh, it's a real shame. I've got work commitments down in Sydney myself, so I can't get there. Uh, until later this afternoon. But I'm really looking forward to the dinner tonight. Uh, some amazing speakers, and I have no doubt that each and every one of those coaches are going to learn so much from that vast array of talent that is available today. Hey, uh, Butes, uh, let's just tick a couple of boxes. Friday night footy, or we can go back to Thursday night footy, and the Broncos get the job done against South Sydney. Now, Tony Clark was on this show last week and he said he was far from impressed with the Rabbitohs in 2022 and Brisbane do a job on them at Sydney Olympic Park. And it's the second time they've done it this year. They've uh, got them on both occasions. And uh, you know what? It was a great performance from a Broncos side that didn't have Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell. Their two best forwards weren't available. But they just absolutely smothered the South Sydney side. And, you know, there's got to be some concerns, I believe, for Demetrio in terms of this Rabideau side because, you know, they just are so far away from the team that were the grand finalists last year. Uh, and I look at, um, you know, the loss of Adam Reynolds and we, and we saw him come up against his uh, former club on Friday night, uh, Thursday night. He was outstanding. And, and it just shows what a quality halfback or the difference a quality halfback makes to any side. And, Unfortunately for South Sydney, they've lost him. Uh, but right now, the Broncos have gained him. And you can see the difference. And uh, the Broncos are starting to, I guess, adjust and, and get used to what Adam Reynolds is about and what he can provide their side. Whereas the Rabbitohs, they are just... I think they're in a holding pattern at the moment and probably possibly on a little slide down based on the fact that they, um, Ilias, while doing his best, just doesn't have the experience of an Adam, Adam Reynolds. Hey, Butes, did you see uh, Selwyn Cobbo take off to the races? Uh, I think he was chased by about seven or eight Rabbitohs players, but wow, how good is it to see a player like that in full stride? Mate, outstanding. And you know what? You, you look at the calibre of player that were chasing him down. Alex Johnson, he gave up after 20 metres because he just knew he was no <laughs> catching him. And that's just as simple as yeah. it was. He just knew he, this kid is something special. There's no doubt about it. I've heard the commentators talk about him. Um, and I just hope that they continue to nurture him and give him the time and just allow him to work his way in to this uh, first-grade NRL level because it's not easy to do it on a consistent basis. But I think Kevin Walters, uh, he's doing a great job with this young kid and I think he's doing a great job with the, the young Broncos because they've certainly proven, especially over the last month or so, that they're going to be competitive. Uh, and I think with Adam Reynolds leading the way... 
Uh, we could see them possibly uh, squeeze into that, you know, that seventh or eighth spot if they keep going the way they are. Yeah, the other thing too, Buttes, if you look back around about three weeks, the Bulldogs are ahead of them at half time. I think it's 14-4. to four. And Brisbane, you know, looking down the barrel of a very disappointing season. Now they're, they're three on the trot. And like you said, they're a chance of pushing for the bottom half of the top eight. Uh, last night in the nation's capital, uh, Steve, I was disappointed. I'm speaking about myself in third person. 14-4, to four, two desperate teams. I think if I was looking for some positives with the Bulldogs, they got across the line a few times, but tries were disallowed. There was an obstruction. The Raiders, gritty. They held on to that halftime lead, and they, you know, resilient toward the end. They lost a couple of players, including Croker, who's just a legend of their footy club and the third highest scorer in rugby league history. He goes off, so we wish him well, but they get the two points. And like I said, two desperate teams, Buttes. And it's not one you're going to put in the time capsule. No, definitely not, mate. Look, they're two desperate teams. They're also two disappointing teams, I've got to say, uh, the way they've performed in 2022. Uh, and look, that's sad news for Jared Croker, and I hope that he can um, get back on the field. Because, you know, when you think about him, Steve, he's, like you said, his third highest point scorer. He was destined to take over all the records that were... Um, you know, point scoring, games, etc. Uh, he's been around for a long time, but unfortunately, injuries catch up with you, and uh, we've seen it over the last 12 months for him, and, and hopefully it won't be any further uh, with this injury that he's sustained, but I dare say it probably could be another 6 to 12 months for him, uh, if, uh, you know, worst-case scenario. So uh, that's going to put those uh, uh, aspirations, I guess, in relation to breaking those records. Not that he's in there to break records, but he was certainly on track, there's no doubt about it. But like I said before, so two disappointing sides who I think um, can almost write off season 2022 already. Someone uh, posted on social media, I think he may have dislocated the elbow buttes, but someone said, what is Hudson Young doing stretching his uh, calves like like he had cramp when he's got a... a- <laughs> Busted, uh, a busted elbow. What was, what well, was mate, that? You know, the, you know the knee, you know the calf bone connected to the elbow bone. You know how that works. <laughs> and mate, uh, the blockbuster last night. Let's talk about that. So Panthers against the Eels. The Eels, after getting hammered by the Cowboys in the top end, they bounce back in the derby, twenty-two twenty against the reigning premiers. And it, I mean, it looked like Parramatta were coasting to the finish line. And like all champions do, Penrith found a way to claw their way back. In the end, they had a field goal, a two-point field goal that could have leveled the match. Yeah, then look, you know, the Panther side is never out of any game, and it doesn't matter how far ahead the opposition is. You know what? I love the fact that you know, despite Parramatta's indifferent form throughout the year, they got themselves up for this derby, and it was no easy feat. You're going to Penrith, um, chocker blocks. The crowd was chocker block. Uh, absolute sellout, and they're on the back of, I think they're on the back of 21 victories at home. So that's no mean feat what the Eels did last night, and, you know, I think Brad Arthur will be extremely happy with not only the team's performance, but probably more so their response to what happened last week. And that shows, you know, it tests the character from the playing group. It shows their willingness to step up to the mark when they need to. And, you know, I think Penrith last week were a little bit, down against the Titans. They weren't as dominant as they've been in the past uh, five or six weeks. So it might have been uh, coming that loss for them. But nevertheless, mate, they're in every contest. They lose by two points. It's no big deal. They'll go back and reassess. 
and they were competitive. And, you know, you've got two powerhouses. What I'm looking forward to, Steve, next week, you've got the Panthers on the back of a loss taking on the Storm, who are, who are in unbelievable form up in Magic Round, which I know you'll be at. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. And uh, I, I know I sent you a text last week. Uh, that you can't believe that Melbourne continue to reinvent themselves. Like when they lose the big four, you look at the spine they've got now and it's, it's comparable, Buttes. I guess time will tell. But Harry Grant, every single club in the competition would want him. Papenhausen at the back. Jerome Hughes, I love him. He's out of Palm Beach, Corumban. Uh, and they've got a pretty handy 5'8 as well, haven't they, in Munster. Uh, you know, just one of the superstars of the competition. You're right. It's absolutely phenomenal when you think about, you know, you can look at, you know, the spine that they had previously, Cooper Cronk, um, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, and whoever they wanted to throw in there at 5'8, it made no difference because, you know, with those three guys, you know, you're in business, right? But ultimately, this spine they've got now, whilst they're, you know, they're establishing themselves in the game, they're still going to go down as one of, uh, you know, a very, very good spine. No comparisons to the previous one, but their results will be just as good, if not better. And that, for me, is one of the most important things for the Melbourne Storm. It's phenomenal what Craig hey, uh, Bellamy has, has been able to do. Hey, Butes, just back to Parramatta, no coincidence, Dylan Brown goes back to 5-8 and they get the job done last night. Yeah, look, I, I've got to say, I think Brad Arthur will look back on the last three weeks and realise he may have erred in his decision to put his son at 5'8". And again, you know, I, I heard Mitchell Moses during the week just saying that they had no other options. You know, that with injuries uh, and suspensions and what have you, they really didn't have any other options. But it was pretty evident and clear that it wasn't the right uh, decision to make. Dylan Brown has proven and built a pretty good combination with Mitchell Moses. I think the team looks so much sharper when he's in at 5'8", and he's starting to develop his game and become one of those 5'8s in the game that is dangerous every time he gets a ball. And I think we've seen that with uh, Jerome Luai as well, Steve, uh, for Penrith. He was playing second fiddle to Nathan Cleary, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But his running game has gone to a whole new level now, and, and you've seen him score... Regularly this year, I think he's on four or five tries for the season already uh, because his impact is, is so much greater. And, and I think Dylan Brown is going down the same path. Hey, Butes, I've got two final questions for you. Now, out of all the guests that are here at Mingara today for the Coaches Conference, you wanted to speak to Brad McGee. Tell us why. Yeah. Oh, look, you know what? I remember watching him throughout the Olympics, uh, throughout the Commonwealth Games and his performances and... You know what, just um, the grit and determination these cyclists have. You see him go around, and funnily enough, I was at a, an event last week at a velodrome, and you see the angle that these guys ride around those velodromes at and the speed in which they do it. It's absolutely phenomenal and gutsy, and the motive that they have on them. And that really, you know, floats my boat. I just really want to tap into what he's about and, and what got him to the level he did. And so uh, I know I'll get there later this afternoon, but also tonight to get the opportunity to talk to Brad uh, will be bloody amazing, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, good stuff, mate. And just finally, uh, Moose and I will both talk about our mums on this show, Mother's Day tomorrow. What about uh, Mrs. Butner? Yeah, well, a shout-out to mum. She's uh, yeah, she's uh, at home at the moment. Obviously, dad passed a few years ago, so uh, doesn't have as much company as she'd like, but she's been amazing for me, brought me up and, uh, and my two sisters and, uh, you know, just love her to death and she's uh, an amazing woman who's shown an incredible amount of strength over the last few years.
Yeah, beautiful, mate, beautiful. Uh, we're running late for our first break. Uh, shame you can't be here with us, but we look forward to catching up with you later on. Good on you, boys. All the best.